Hello and welcome to Curdled Ink, one woman's tirade against poor writing and problematic romance. My name is Lee, and this is episode 16, chapter 16 of Fifty Shades of Grey. As usual, trigger warnings will be in the audio descriptions. If there are any that I missed, please let me know, and I'm happy to go back and add them. I have a feeling this is going to be a long one. The last couple episodes were short-ish. I wrote almost double as as many notes for this one as I did for those ones there's a lot to say. So, we begin the chapter post-sex, and Christian and Anna are hanging out and cuddling. Anna asks Christian why he doesn't like to be touched, and he kind of hints that it's because of trauma. He says he had, like, a difficult childhood or whatever. There's just this note where Anna is thinking about how frustrated she is that he won't tell her why. And I, like, you know how I've said in past chapters when Christian got nosy that, like, Anna, it is your right to not tell him these things, especially this early in the relationship? That goes both ways. He does not have to tell you about his trauma until he is ready. And you need to stop asking him and you need, honestly, to stop touching him in a place where he has asked you at this point multiple times not to touch him. Can these fucking people just respect each other for five minutes, please? So he comments that all of her orgasms so far belong to him, which makes her very nervous to tell him about the sex dream she had the previous night where she like came in her sleep and now she's like, oh shit, am I going to get in trouble for that? No, you shouldn't. And also, if you are scared to tell your dom about your fucking dreams, that's not a great sign. Page 271. Christian asks, when is your period due? And then he says, I hate wearing these things. He holds up the condom, then puts it on the floor and slips on his jeans. Anna says, next week. Christian says, you need to sort out some contraception. So let's pause there and unpack that. Because first of all, bro, why are you just putting your your used condom on this girl's floor? Second of all, I don't know if this this is what he's actually implying, but it seems like what it's what he's implying. So we're just going to pause here and talk about this for a second. You can still get pregnant if you have sex while you're on your period. Yes, the likelihood goes down, but you are not completely incapable of fertilizing an egg while you're on your period. So that's first of all. Second of all, are we on third of all? Whatever. Point the next. He still has not checked with her to make sure that she is okay with going on birth control. Because let me tell you, finding the right birth control method for you can be kind of a journey and it can be kind of unpleasant. And you want the person who is going to be on the birth control to be okay with going through that journey and potentially trying some pretty unpleasant options that really don't work for them. Now, I am with you, Christian, in that I think it would be a good idea for her to be on birth control because I just... I really fucking don't want to get pregnant, and so the idea of being sexually active with someone who could potentially get me pregnant while not on birth control is terrifying to me. (laughs) And also, I just think it's a good idea to take that kind of precaution against an unexpected, unplanned pregnancy. But it's still her body, it's still her decision when and how she goes about that. Also, until then, you need to fucking suck it up, buttercup, and wear the condoms. I know they're not ideal, but too fucking bad. Also, like, have you had the conversation about whether or not she wants to be fluid bonded to you? No, you haven't. And just because she's on birth control doesn't mean that there's not still a risk of STIs. And I know you are, like, supposedly perfect about your record and she 
she is a virgin, so supposedly there's no risk of STIs, and you're gonna be monogamous because that's the assumption here and that's the world you're living in, but in the real world... <laughs> Pregnancy is not the only thing you need to be looking out for. Birth control is not the only reason to wear a condom. So then he goes on to say, hey, do you have a general practitioner? Like, do you have a doctor? And she says, no. And he says, okay, well, my doctor can come see you this Sunday and get you on birth control. No, 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 no. Once again, this is her body. This is a medical treatment that she is undertaking in her life. She gets to fucking choose the doctor that she sees. You don't get to just fucking decide that for her. I don't give a fuck if you're her dom. Unless you have specifically negotiated, hey sir, please find me a doctor to get me on birth control. Like, that's the only situation where it would be okay to be like, okay, I've got one, he's my doctor, you're gonna see him. That, that conversation, that negotiation has not happened. So fuck off. Also on page 271, Anna asks, did you get me tipsy on purpose? Christian says yes. Red flag! Big ol' fucking bright ass red flag! Girl, no! That's not good! Especially considering the- could you call it a negotiation? Well, it was supposed to be a negotiation that you just had. That's not the conversation you want to have while you're tipsy. He goes on to explain that she is more talkative and more honest when she's drunk, and she is shy and reticent when she's sober, and he needs her to be able to open up and talk to him to make this work. I have, well, many problems with that, but the big two. One, Maybe she clams the fuck up because she's scared of you and you do not give her a safe environment in which to feel okay being vulnerable. Second of all, yeah, y'all do need to be open and honest with each other and be able to have these kinds of vulnerable conversations in order for this kink thing to work. However, Christian, that goes both ways. You are so fucking closed off with her. You need to open the fuck up and talk to her as well. Otherwise, it's especially unfair for you to expect her to talk to you when you won't fucking talk to her. Also, y'all have only known each other three weeks. Like, I would expect you to still have some things that you maybe weren't comfortable sharing with each other. Like, that's pretty normal. It's fine. Take your time. You don't need to dive into this. So then they kind of get into some banter and Anna ends up rolling her eyes at Christian and Christian is like, well, I said I was going to spank you the next time you did it and you did it, so I'm going to spank you. So he takes her across his knee and hits her a few times. No warm-up, so that's fun, but I mean, I guess it is punishment spanking, which I've never really had in my dynamic, so I don't know, maybe that's how a punishment spanking works. Honestly, if anyone hearing this knows more about how punishment spankings work, I would love to hear from you, because that is just straight up not a part of a dynamic I've ever been in. So, page 275, Anna is thinking, From somewhere deep inside, I want to beg him to stop but I don't. I don't want to give him the satisfaction. Yeah, don't do that if you're a sub. Like, that's not a great mindset to be in. Fuck him. Fuck what he thinks of you. You are your first priority. You take care of you first. If you need to stop a scene, if you need to safe word, do it. Fucking do it. Don't hesitate. 
And I know that that's easier said than done. Trust me, I have been in situations where I have thought about it, about safe wording, and I, it took me maybe a little bit longer to actually do it than I than would have been ideal for my you know health and well being. So I know it's it's not always that simple, but like, don't keep from safe wording out of spite. Like that's not that's not helping anyone. That's certainly not helping you. It's not helping your relationship with your dom. Like, if you have to stop, you have to stop. So then he fucks her and he says, you can come. And she thinks, like I have a choice. And, uh, hey, look, there's another conversation that they need to have at some point that they're definitely not going to have because <laughs> clearly they are approaching orgasms from very different places in that there are times when Christian is like, maybe I won't let you come. Maybe now I'm going to give you permission to come when I fuck you. And for Anna, it's like, well, it's just gonna happen to me and uh, I have no say in it. And <laughs> honestly, I think that's where a lot of people are. I think that's a pretty normal relationship to have with your orgasms. <laughs> and if your dom wants uh, your relationship with your orgasms to be different, if they want you to train yourself to be able to stop yourself from coming when they fuck you sometimes. I mean, that's going to take time. It's going to take work. It's going to take effort. It's going to take patience on both of your parts. So that's definitely a conversation that you need to have. They're not going to. Spoiler alert. As far as I'm aware, as far as I can remember from my past reading of, you know, at least part of this series, they never have that fucking conversation. So then his idea of aftercare after, once again, basically a scene that they have done is to ask her once, are you okay? Oh, he gives her like one little bit of praise. He's like, you did so well. And then he's like, are you okay? And she's like, yes, because in the moment, yeah, she's feeling pretty good. And then he rubs baby oil on her ass and then leaves. That's it. I mean, okay, maybe for some people that's all they need. That's fine. That's valid. But, once again, they have not had this conversation, and he needs to do a lot more fucking checking in with her than just one perfunctory, are you okay, before you just walk out the fucking door on this woman who, up until now, has assumed that she's just completely vanilla and has just had her first spanking. Yeah, she's gonna have some complicated feelings about that, as we will see in a moment. You need to stick around. I'm sorry. Like, even if she says she's okay the first time, stick the fuck around. Cuddle her. Talk about it. Debrief if she's okay with that. Don't just get up and fucking leave because she says she's okay once. Give her some time to process with you there, supporting her, ready to answer any kind of questions or, you know, feel any kind of feelings with her that may arise as time goes on. Like, come on, bro. Jesus, fuck. So anyway, of course, Anna has an emotional breakdown after he leaves because she's feeling conflicted about all this. She's really nervous about what she's getting into. She doesn't, she's still not entirely ready to say that this is what she wants. She's conflicted about the fact that she just enjoyed getting hit because, you know, her frame of reference, her headspace still about someone hitting her is that it's non-consensual. It's an act of violence. It's an, you know, it's, it's an aggressive act. Act. 
she doesn't have the positive associations with getting spanked that a lot of kinksters do. So yeah, she's feeling pretty weird about the whole thing and has an emotional breakdown and calls her mom. And as she is talking to her mom on the phone, she thinks, I just want someone else to be strong for me. Sweetheart, that should be your dom. Like, I'm not saying that your mom can't also be that person. I'm not saying your dom is your entire support network because no, that's unhealthy and codependent. But if your dom is not on the list of people you can turn to to be strong for you, then what the fuck are you, is that dom even doing in your life? I know every kink relationship is different. Every dom is different. There's no one right way to have a DS relationship. But like, come on. Like, one of the main reasons <laughs> that I want to be submissive, that I want to be domed, is to have someone be my strength for me when I can't or don't want to or need a break from being strong for myself. Like, that is one of the core things that I want to get out of my submission. And of course, she doesn't even think of having Christian be that person who is, you know, she has to be strong for him right now because she can't count on him to react without anger when she reaches out for support, which is just fucking terrible when you're in any relationship with someone, but especially a fucking kinky relationship. <sighs> So she's talking to her mom, and of course, because of the culture that this book is just absolutely steeped in, her mom goes, men are a different species. Bro, shut the fuck up with that outdated gender roles bullshit. Her mom, however, does point out that three weeks is no time at all to have been with someone and to get to know them, which, like, fucking thank you. <laughs> like, they are getting into things so fucking fast. Like, no wonder Anna is having di a difficult time keeping up with all her emotions. Like, this is such a short time frame. Holy shit. So then Kate comes home, sees that Anna has been crying and is trying to ask what's wrong and Anna doesn't want to talk about it so she asks some question about Kate and how her day was and Kate immediately just starts talking about herself and her day and her plans and everything and like I get that Anna was literally like just deliberately trying to distract her so she wouldn't have to talk through this difficult subject but also like this is not the first time that she has done this with Kate in this book and it's just it's starting to feel very self-centered on Kate's part where she's just like oh honey why are you crying oh you want to know about me okay like immediately I don't know I just feel like maybe if you're you know this person who considers you their best friend is has been in tears maybe you should spend a little bit more time and energy trying to figure out what's wrong with them and like yeah okay if she doesn't want to talk right now fine but like <laughs> I don't know, just spend a little bit more time on it. Like, have a little bit of fucking empathy. I don't, I don't, whatever. Oh yeah, so Ethan, Christian's brother, who has been dating Kate for, I'm pretty sure an even shorter time than Christian and Anna have been dating, might be coming to live with them in Seattle. So that's also not great. Less than three weeks is not nearly enough time to have known someone to be able to live together, especially a romantic partner. Like, holy shit, that is absolutely a recipe for disaster. So I guess no one in this entire book is able to navigate a healthy relationship like ever. So that's cool. So Christian emails Anna ordering, ordering her not to drive her old car again and says, I will know if you do drive your car again. So bro, did you put a tracking device in her car? Did you put a tracking device in her new car? Like either way, that's fucking terrifying. What the fuck did you do? 
Then it, later in their email exchange, Anna refers to herself as some wo woman you fuck on occasion. To which Christian responds with anger, which perfectly illustrates my point earlier that when she reaches out for help and support, he responds with anger. And that's why she clams up. And that's why she doesn't feel comfortable opening up to you, dude. To me, that just feels like such a transparent cry for help, like such a transparent low self-esteem, you know, low self-confidence, self-loathing, like that's, that's what that shows to me. And in that moment, when your partner refers to themselves that disparagingly like that, what they need is love, what they need is compassion, what they need is support, what they need is comfort. The thing they absolutely do not need is anger and threats. That's not a healthy way to deal with your partner's emotions, ever. This is why she doesn't open up to you, bro. This is exactly it. So the last thing Christian says, or Anna says to Christian in their email exchange is that she doesn't like that he always leaves. So I'm really glad she spoke up about that. That's a good start. So once again, instead of calling, instead of emailing again, he just comes back over and like barges into her bedroom. Again, this is like, what, at least the second time this has happened in this book? Like, I'm sorry, no. I know she says she wants you to stay, but that does not mean that she wants you to come back right the fuck now. Once again, you need to fucking ask consent because maybe she needs some space right now and maybe she needs to reconvene with you and have this conversation later. You need to find that out before you just fucking let yourself into her fucking apartment again. So anyway, they start talking and she asks why he likes to spank her and he says it's a method of control, it's a method of training her to be the sub that he wants her to be. And then page 287, she says, so you don't like the way I am. He says, I think you're lovely the way you are. So why are you trying to change me? I don't want to change you. I'd like you to be courteous and to follow the set of rules I've given you and not defy me. Simple. And then she says, but you want to punish me. Yes, I do. That's what I don't understand. So a couple things. First of all, and I made a note of this in my first read through of, of this book, and I, I still completely agree with it. What she is missing in all this and what Christian is doing a terrible job of, of explaining to her is like the key ingredient of being a sub is wanting to submit, is wanting to be trained and or be punished and or be controlled and or whatever else your dom wants to do to you. She's thinking about, well, because Christian is, is like presenting this to her as it's all about me, it's all about what I want, and you're just going to do it. Why? Because I want you to. No. Why? Because you want to. Because you, Anna, you, the submissive, want to. Because you are getting something out of this submission, too. I know I've had rants about this before, and I know I'm going to keep doing it because this is so huge and so important. If you don't want to submit, and even if you try out submitting and don't enjoy it and don't want to keep doing it, like, that's fine. It just means you can't be in a DS relationship. It's, it's, it's not the right relationship structure for you. And that just hasn't even occurred to her as a possibility yet because Christian hasn't presented it to her. And, and he's like m her main source of information about how any of this works. And he's just leaving so fucking much out. 
and like the fact that he's been a sub even more so it's like you should know this dude you should know how much there is to get out of submitting you should know how good it feels how empowering it can be you know how fun it can be but E.L. James doesn't <laughs> because E.L. James is not kinky so it's just all fucking left out he also says that he's never had to explain his kinks like this before, which I would take as another red flag. <laughs> Just, you know, the way I've learned about kink and gotten into kink, talking about your kinks, talking about what you want to get out of your kinks is kind of important. And it kind of helps your, if you're a little bit of a sex nerd, it kind of helps if you're a little bit of a commu communication nerd. It certainly helps if you've done some soul searching about why you like what you like and why you want to do what you want to do. Because, you know, not only can you have conversations like this with newbies, you can also, like, Christian giving me a spanking would be a very different experience than the doms I tend to gravitate towards giving me a spanking. For him, it's a punishment. For him, it's a means of control. For me, it's self-care. It's, well, I guess not self-care because I'm not doing it to myself, but it's, you know, it's an important part of my health and well-being. It's a, it's a reward. It's part of my sex life. It's a positive thing. So, you know, how are you supposed to know that if you don't talk about it? If you don't examine it in yourself first and then talk about it with any partners that you're going to play with? Because, you know, the reason why someone wants to spank you or be spanked, the reason why someone wants to to tie you up or be tied up can very very drastically alter the mood of a scene and and even like how you carry out the scene and uh if you're on like totally different pages with that you might not have a good time so once again not a great sign uh so they talk a bit more they don't really resolve anything because when have they ever resolved anything in this fucking book so far? And uh, in the end, Christian does end up staying and spending the night with Anna and they fall asleep and the chapter ends. And I would like to acknowledge here that I've been late posting my last few episodes. This one's going to go up late too and I'm sorry. Stuff has been weird. I don't know. I've been having a hard time working on all my stuff. I'm behind on everything right now, basically. I'm planning on spending a lot of time over the next two-ish weeks just working on this podcast as much as I possibly can. So I'm really, really hoping I can catch back up soon. Until then, bear with me. I am one person. I, I am mentally ill and I'm trying to do a fucking lot with my life. So <laughs> thank you in advance for being understanding. Anyway, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to my latest rant. My name is Lee. You can find my non-sex work social media at allmylinks.com slash artist, And you can find my sex work social media at allmylinks.com slash candykitten. This podcast can be found at allmylinks.com slash thecurdledpod. And be sure to check the episode description for the spellings on all of those links. Speaking of which, you can find this podcast's Patreon at that last All My Links link, where you can support the podcast monthly in return for some fun, exclusive content. Yay! If you have questions, comments, concerns, or want to make a one-time donation not through Patreon, you can get in touch with me at curdledinkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you can't, don't want to, or don't feel comfortable supporting me monetarily, and trust me, I get it. Shit can 
continues to be crazy out there, please rate and or leave a review on your podcatcher of choice, or tell a friend, write a blog post, do whatever you want to do to spread the word about this humble podcast. That would be so, so appreciated. Thank you so much. Our logo is by Reese Jones at tearlessrainart.tumblr.com, and until next time, remember your rack. That's risk-aware consensual kink. Bye! my kitty here hello i was gone for a little bit so now he's gonna be attached at the hip here comes the kitty he's gotta be in the way i'm sorry bud your bed is in use right now if you want to sit somewhere you gotta sit in your drawer i know how rude how very dare i just want to have or hold on what's the quote it's starting to really feel very center where you can support the pot.